Hey everybody, it's Nathaniel Avila reporting from Dallas County, and where who 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 am I here with? Who who are we here? Hi, it's Hanyu. Hello, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing. I'm headed to some events, so I apologize to the listeners if there are any honking noises or anything like that. So you're on speakerphone, and I will try not to curse out at the traffic. Oh, snap. Are you a big road rager? Not big. Only when stupid people do anything. But that's a, but that's a lot of people. That's pretty much everyone. No, I'm, I'm not that huge of road raiders. <laughs> okay. So do you know what we're talking about today? Um, actually, I do not remember... Well, what we, are we talking about today? We're talking about the Bennington Triangle. OMG. Ooh. Yes. So the Bennington Triangle is a phrase which is coined by one New England author, Joseph A. Citro, during a public radio broadcast in 1992 to denote an area of southwestern Vermont within a number of people went missing between 1945 and 1950. Oh, the pizza's here. Now, <laughs> now, this was further popularized in two books, including Shadow Child, which, has, which he devoted chapters to discussion of these disappearances and various items of folklore surrounding the area. Now, according to Citro, the area shares characteristics with the Bridgewater Triangle in southeastern Massachusetts. Interesting. Now, oh, yeah. So precisely what area is comprised in uh, uh, this hypothetical mystery triangle is not clear, but it is purportedly centered in the Glastonbury Mountain uh, and would include some or most of the area of the towns immediately surrounding it, especially Bennington, Woodford, Shaftesbury, and Somerset. Uh, now, Glastonbury uh, and its neighboring township, Somerset, were, one, were both once moderately thriving lodging and industrial towns, but began declining toward the, uh, toward the late 19th century and are now essentially ghost towns, unincorporated by an act of the Vermont General Assembly in 1937. So, what are we thinking so far about this place? interesting that there was so much activity and then when things came to a head it's just been abandoned yeah would you ever would you ever go there would you ever visit uh the bennington triangle um let's see how much more this bennington tri uh, triangle does before i decide if i want to go and check it out yeah well i mean nobody's disappeared in it in like 80 years so hey yeah just because it's been 80 years doesn't mean it's not dormant okay i get you but like according to citro's books stories of strange happenings had been told in glastonbury and the surrounding area for many years and the best known of which is probably that of paula jean weldon which we will get into in just a moment but first we have to talk about one Mitty rivers who, between 1945 and 1950, five people disappeared in the Bennington area, and the first occurred in November 12, 1945, when 74-year-old Mitty Rivers, who I just said, disappeared while out hunting. 
at the age of 74. <laughs> now Rivers was guiding a group of four hunters up the mountains, and on the way back, Rivers got ahead of the group and was never seen again. Now an extensive search was conducted, but the only evidence discovered was a single rifle cartridge that was found in a stream. Now the speculation was that Rivers had leaned over and the cartridge had dropped out of his pockets into the, into the water. Now the disappearance had occurred on the, in the Long Trail Road area and the Vermont Route 9. Rivers was an experienced hunter and fisherman and was familiar with the local area, which kind of kind of adds to the mystery here. So what do you think about this guy? Interesting. Someone who's done a lot of things in his life and just ups and disappears. Without a trace. had a group of people with him. Yeah, which is very scary. And now we can finally get into one Paula Jean Weldon, who was 18 years old, disappeared about a year later after Rivers on December 1st, 1946. Now Weldon was a sophomore at Bennington College, and she had set out for a hike on the Long Trail. Many saw her go, including Ernest Whitman, a Bennington Banner employee who gave her directions. Now, she was alleged to have been seen on the trail by trail itself by an elderly couple who were about 100 yards behind her. According to them, she turned a corner of the trail, and when they reached the same corner, she disappeared! Oh! What happened? The triangle, obviously. The triangle took took her. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, an extensive search was conducted when Weldon didn't return to the campus, which included the posting of a, a five thousand dollar reward and help from the FBI. However, no evidence of her was ever found. Also, she was not wearing a jacket, and considering that it was fifty degrees outside and then later dropped to 9 degrees that night, makes this even more of a mystery. Now, unconfirmed rumors speculated that she had moved to Canada with a boyfriend or that she became a recluse living in the mountains. What do you think about that? Well, that doesn't necessarily sound right. Why? What do you, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, sophomore <laughs> in college... Well, then again, some people do dumb things on their own on a daily basis. But to just be going to walk on the trail, I mean, if you had just been doing some exercising before, you'll be too hot to be wearing a jacket, and the walk could just be your cool down. So I don't think she meant to probably stay out so long, even if she got directions on what's the best trail which means that she was planning on coming back home mm. what do you then what happened to her where did she go yeah. i mean most triangles depending on the Bermuda or this one it's just a portal to another universe you, you know you think that's what happened get started. you think that's what happened it's a high possibility <laughs> okay and if they haven't been seen again that is true. Now, Weldon's disappearance was actually the inspiration for the 1951 novel 
Hangzeman by Shirley Jackson, if, if you guys ever read it. Now going on to Betty Fraser, who is 26 years old, was reported missing on May 5th, 1948, by her husband, Declan Fraser. Now, Declan was reportedly grown concerned about his wife's wild behavior, and when she failed to make the journey back from a local bar on foot, he reported her as missing. Initially, the barman, Troy Rogers, was implicated in her disappearance after a patron claimed that he had given her a ride home before after closing time. However, a later recreation of the route driven disproved this theory, given his alibi in later <laughs> given his alibi in the later part of the evening, so uh, he was cleared. And the last sighting of her was by a neighbor who reported seeing her walking unsteadily along a highway 30 in the general direction of Bennington, like she was in a trance, and that she ignored their offer for a ride home. Now, odds are she was probably drunk, given that she was at a, at a local bar at the time, so it wasn't, it's not that wild to, to think that she was stumbling about off of Highway 30. Uh, what do you think? I mean, the more and more I hear about it, the more and more it seems like this triangle calls to people. Mm. They decide to make their way towards it. You think so? Is, is, even if she's drunk? I mean, when you hear the sound, when you hear someone call your name, don't you find out who's calling you? Okay. Very interesting. Even when she ignored the, the the couple who tried to give her a ride? I mean, even the, lo the local barkeep who could have given her a ride or possibly did, I mean, she probably declined that, saying, I'm fine, home is only, you know, so far over. Mm -hmm. it must have, I mean, her husband knowing that she's at the bar, that means that's a normal occurrence for her to be doing. And I'm pretty sure that's her local bar that she always goes to. So Very I'm pretty sure that there's a there's a high possibility there I mean, like any other good science fiction, when people are called and no one else can hear it but you, you try to figure out who the heck is calling your name. Mm-hmm. Now her body was discovered one month later and 17 miles away on the Forest Hill in West Dover. Now the case was closed as death by misadventure, although the distance traveled and prominent location of the body led some locals to label the case as suspicious. Ooh. Now one James E. Tedford, a veteran, was the third person to disappear. Now, he went missing on December 1st, 1949, exactly three years after Paula Walden had disappeared. Now, Tedford was a resident of the Bennington Soldiers' Home, and he had been in St. Albans visiting relatives who accompanied him to a local bus, which was the last time he was ever seen. According to witnesses, Tedford got on the bus and was still on the bus at the last stop before arriving in Bennington's. Somewhere between the last stop and Bennington, Tedford vanished, and his belongings were still in the luggage rack, and an open bus timetable was on his vacant seat. 
What do you think? What do you think about this guy? What happened to him? What happened to him in the bus? Again, you get calls. Sometimes your calling comes to you. Um, in the bus? Right. Now, uh, the well, the fourth person to vanish was actually an eight-year-old named Paul Jepson. Uh, on October 12, 1950, Jepson uh, had accompanied his mother in a truck. She left her son unattended while she uh, fed some pigs, and his mother was gone for about an hour. When she returned, her son was nowhere in sight. Search parties were formed to look for ch the child, and nothing was ever found, though Jepson was wearing a bright red jacket that would have made him more visible. According to one story, bloodhounds tracked the, body to a the boy to a local highway, where according to local legend, Four years earlier, Paula Weldon had disappeared. Ooh. So what do you think about this guy? This kid? Well, I mean, I think the first thing I'm just wondering is, why didn't you take your child with you to go feed pigs? Because the pigs are scary. Uh, yeah, sure, scary. <laughs> and then the second is... second one is more on the lines of how if they tracked him to the highway that means he got out of the car and walked all the way how would he have known where to go first off and then so it still goes back towards the calling as if no one just I mean if your mom usually says stay here stay put no one usually disobeys a parent even out of pure boredom mm. so that means something else had to have came and called him to go to that specific place okay. so you think he is still with the calling the bennington triangle called him to the highway yeah very interesting now let's talk about the fifth and final disappearance, which occurred 16 days after Jepson had vanished. On October 28, 1950, when Frida Langer, who was 53 years old, and her cousin Herbert Elsner left their family campsite near the Somerset Reservoir to go on a hike. During the lake, during the hike, I mean, Langer slipped and fell into a stream. She told uh, she told Elsner if he could wait, she could go back to the campsite, change clothes, and catch up to him. When she did not return, Elsner made his way back to the campsite and discovered Langer had not returned and that nobody had seen her since they had left. Over the next two weeks, five searches were conducted involving aircraft, helicopters, and up to 300 searchers. No trace of Langer was found during the search. But on May 12, 1951, her body was found three and a half miles from the camp at the Somerset Reservoir in the east branch of the Deerfield River, an area that had only been lightly searched seven months previously, and no cause of death could be determined because of the condition of her remains. Now Langer was the last person to disappear and the only one whose body was found. 
no direct connections had have been identified that the cases uh, that these uh, these cases are linked to each other other than the general geographic area and time period uh, so what do you think about this Langer person um there's not much information on that one but I thought um they found the body of one of the other ones yes that's right uh, who is uh, it that's two bodies and five people two bodies and five people who is it? Who was the other person whose body was found? Uh, I thought it was the older woman, the one, the drunk one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, it was uh, Betty Fraser. Betty Fraser. Uh, they found her, uh, found her body in the forest trail in Westover, and then they also found Langer in the reservoir. So yeah, two bodies, and the rest of the. The other five and the other uh, the other three are unknown. So, what do you think about that? It's very interesting. Mhm. Mm I mean, nobody has ever disappeared since 1950. So, uh, about 70 years have passed. So, seven decades. No one has ever been who has never been disappeared in the Bennington Triangle again. So what do you think? Possibly. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. If you're single, disassociated with your family, you have no family and friends, and you're just out for a hike or something, and you get the calling, who would report you? Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. I'm sure they have, like, work to go to, though. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> if you're on vacation, or you got the the boot for a permanent vacation, I mean, I guess we'll never know. You? Yeah, yep. we won't. Do you think? Do you think you'll ever go check out the Bennington Triangle in Vermont? No. No, you didn't. Doesn't, doesn't have enough interestingness enough about it. <laughs> for me to justify just going to see if I disappear or not. Okay. And to be honest, I have to go the rule of uh, I enjoy all of this, and as much as I would like to be the main character of an anime that I step into, yep. I want it to come to me, not me go to it. Okay. Very interesting indeed. So you'll stay, you'll stay put. You'll stay where you're at. At the moment. Oh, okay. So uh, the Bennington Triangle was actually discussed in season three, episode eight of a television show called Weird or What with William Shatner. And the episode is entitled Mysterious Vanishings that aired on July 23rd, 2020. I mean, not 2020, 2012. So you guys can check that out. And the events of the 1940 of 1945 to 1950 were told in episode 64 of the Lore podcast, titled "The Redcoats." So you can check get that give that a listen. And Bennington Triangle was featured in one of the haunted locations in the paranormal TV series "Most Terrifying Places in America," which aired in the Travel Channel on 
2018, and the episode titled Unnatural World told the stories about the repeatedly missing persons in a five-year span, the local lore of the Bennington Monster, a Bigfoot-like creature that supposedly roams these wooded areas. So that's another theory that it was there. These people were the victim of the Bennington monster. Ah. I mean, that's understandable. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's pretty much the that pretty much ends the story of the Bennington Triangle. What's your entire uh, purpose of this whole thing? What's your what's your uh, what's your thoughts on it? My thoughts on it is that um. You may actually try to resist the calling of something, but if it's going to want you, it will come and get you. Like the gentleman uh, on the bus, it will not stop until you're part of them. Oh, no. So beware of your surroundings and send your thoughts to your family until you, before you go into the calling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you heard it first. Be careful whenever you're in Vermont, specifically the Glastonbury Mountain, and just keep your wits about you. So yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of the Bennington Triangle. Do you think the Bennington Triangle will ever strike again? Yeah. Oh no. Well, you better be careful, or I, or it'll be you. Ooh. Make sure that it's not you. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Be careful. Be aware. Do mm. your thing, though. Absolutely. All right. So I've been Nathaniel Avila. And I'm Honey. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to A Vision Podcast, home of Wacky Talkies, The Kingdom, Evil Exists, and many more.